This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Sport, powered by fans. Johnson puts it in the air, Aiden Fred wins the it's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? Yes! Yeah! Oh my God! Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name is Dan Fudge and tonight I'm joined by Ash, John and Stevie. And tonight we've got two games to get through and a whole host of other beans on toast. John, how was your week? All right, yeah? Yeah, good man. Yeah, yeah, good result on weekend. So um, I've obviously set you up nicely, don't it, over your weekend to get a positive result like that. So yeah, buzzing. Yeah, it's not like uh, you know what I'm. I'm still hungover, Stevie. Uh, London away days have absolutely ruined me. But uh, you were in London as well, weren't you? How was the football? All right. Yeah, the football was all right. I didn't make it. I went to the theatre. <laughs> I was at the theatre, being a, a a fan of the thespians. Um, You're so cultured and whatnot. Yeah. You're uh, absolutely. Ash, how's the FOMO working out for you? All right, pal? <laughs> awful, mate. Absolutely <laughs> awful. I tell you what, what I wasn't FOMOing Sunday morning, Daniel. I wasn't FOMOing that because oh, I know I, I would have been rough as a badger's if I had before, before we go any further, Dan, what time did you turn up? What time did you get home on Saturday night? So, uh, oh God, right. Some of you know I live in Brighton, yeah. And Brighton's like, it's, it's only an hour train from, from that London, right? So, got up, got up there about midday, started nice and early, got on it, and then uh, managed to get in the, um, managed to get a few beers at the game and all the rest of it. Then we got, to, then we went to town and had a couple of beers there. They were a couple of train beers and all that. And then I got home, I think it was about quarter to nine in the morning I got home because, you know, I work, I work, I work in the booze game, and uh, you know the staff were well happy to see because we had quite the lock in. Um, yeah, d- yesterday was straight up dreadful, and I'm still rotting now. You know, like when you when the slightest inconvenience hits you on a Monday, you're already up to eleven, 
Uh, yeah, they were they were up to forty seven. <laughs> it's been bloody awful. Now, uh, don't forget, uh, welcome to joining us live. Uh, so, if you want to get a comment in, make sure you get a comment in, and don't forget to ring the bell and like and subscribe. Is that what they say? Ash? That's what they say, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if it goes like that, but they do go all pointed to the subscribe button. And Smash all that, the like button. Smash. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Now Ash is going to be manning the comments today, so uh, we'll be up the shaggy Wendy's. We'll be uh, we'll be uh, passing over to uh, to Ash at some point during this evening. Now, first game to get to was a terrible idea by myself to go to uh, to go to the Leicester City to to the King Power Stadium. Um, Ash, you were there with us. Uh, was indeed. What? What was your any any preconceptions? Did you feel like we might be able to steal something from the lads from the foxes? Nope, not at all. I think that my preconception <laughs> probably matched quite a few Wednesdays of not. I wasn't quite as bad as a cricket score, but I did think it could have been three four nil. Yeah, yeah. Um, with with that going into it, I know we had a great result. Obviously, the game before against Birmingham, but Leicester mm-hmm. did seem to be a bit of steamrolling at the minute. No, well, they did. <clears throat> <laughs> um, so going into that game yes mate uh, made the trip yeah it, it was one of those fruitless endeavours get to Leicester I mean I know I know it's not far for me an hour and a half but for you it was uh, just slightly longer but yes mate uh, enjoyed it actually to be honest if you can say that against uh, about a two and a loss but yeah, yeah I, did, it, I did enjoy it it was a hell of an away end wasn't it I mean yeah. <laughs> I, uh, John, in, in terms of the timing of the game, given how close it was to the uh, Birmingham City game, we kind of needed this like a hole in the head, or did you feel like it was a bit of a free hit? A bit of both, really, because like you say, you, you want to keep momentum going. To some, at some point, you've got to play some of the, the, the teams that are vying for promotion. And, and let's be fair, Leicester will walk away with this league, won't they? even though they've had some dodgy results here and there. They're going to win it at a canter, aren't they? So, I mean... You know you've got to play, and in some ways you wish you'd got a few games under your belt first. But you know it is what it is, and you know going into that game, um, the expectations weren't massive, and we probably were thinking like a free hit kind of scenario. Um, so you know, all in all, to come away, you know, just a two nil loss after this, you know, what looked like it could have been a drubbing. I think you just you just take it on the chin and think, well, okay, we. It wasn't. It wasn't overly bad. We move on, and that's what we did. Well, yeah, that's, it, it is really. I, I was actually. It was a kind of decent, decent bounce back. I thought, but we'll get to there in a minute. Now, Stevie, excuse me. I've just smashed an entire box of uh, these crisps that I had in New Zealand that I've been buying them on the wholesale. They're called Shapes. I don't. Know, I don't know if any of us had them. They're like they're like mini cheddars, but they've got like a nacho, nacho cheese dusting on him. Oh, my, mate. I'm I'm struggling as as we speak. So Stevie, I'm going to get you to talk about the starting lineup against Leicester City. How did you feel we set up? Did you feel like we'd gone for it, or did you feel like we were trying to rest a few players? Um, I think it was there, there were a couple of changes, weren't there? I think Bolt came back in. Um, I thought the Birmingham game. I know we go back to it. Obviously, you come out of that, and then it's like you're trying to get that momentum going forwards. Um, in terms of the starting eleven. Um, it, it was fine. Pervader had, had, had had a cameo um, at Huddersfield and then come on and done particularly well against Birmingham. He was the one for me against Leicester that I was looking forward to seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said this time and again, um, for me, given the resource that we've got and given the stature of the manager that we've got, he can basically pick whoever he wants at the moment. And I'm not really going to have any sort of gripe uh, uh, about what he's doing. And it's only retrospectively that you go back and go, yeah, 
you shouldn't have done that or I'd have picked somebody else or I'd have looked at something else. Um, so, you know, we've got the graphic up at the moment as we're looking at it. And that 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 looks like a strong starting 11, doesn't it? Um, I don't mm. necessarily think they'd set up like that. I think it was more of a, uh, a two up top. I think we've done that before where the BBC tend to say that Ugbo, if he's yeah. playing, will go out wide right. I, I, it didn't feel like that. We, we, we were probably a little bit more narrow. And I think yeah. what, what, um, what Danny Rule likes to do is he likes to get the fullbacks pushing on. Um, to offer that width uh, going forward and almost an overload. Um, I'm not saying that that's what he did uh, against Leicester. I think we'd, we we obviously set up a little bit more conservatively. But the you know the starting eleven, um, no complaints from me. You ask me every week, <laughs> and I'll always say the same thing at the moment. He, he can play who he wants at the minute, and that those players that are going in there are going to uh, hopefully acquit themselves with with you know fairly well. And you know as long as they turn up, so be it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Ash, the um, the the goals we conceded were frustrating, uh, to, to 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 say the least, right? And that's me being very diplomatic. And you know me; I'm known for my diplomacy, especially towards goalkeepers, Daniel. Right, and yeah. uh, but I, this is going right, to I'm I'm going to plant my flag early on. I don't think that that goal that you're probably referencing wasn't all Beadle's fault. I, I feel like he, he might, you know, there was a lot happening, a lot going on. I mean, come on, tell, tell, tell us about the first one, though. What happened on, what was the first one? I can't remember. Yeah, it was uh, after four and a half minutes or whatever it was. So, obviously, you, you're playing top of the league or in great, great form. You don't yeah. want to give an early goal away, do you? You don't want to give an early goal away. So, there was lots of thought about the first goal where Beadle obviously should have or maybe should have launched it long. Apparently, that's not how Sheffield Wednesday want to play. They want to play out from the back. And we saw from the first goal against Birmingham, they played out from the back. Not quite the same sort of circumstances, but they still started from the keeper, played it out, and they ended up scoring the first goal against Birmingham. So, obviously, I think it was... um, Ball came back to Beadle, and he tried to play to um, Volks, who had someone up his arse straight away already. So, you you know... I get that you're bringing players out. I get all the mechanics of it. It's just when you're stood there with two and a half thousand other Wednesday nights going, get bloody ball forward, just oof it. And I know, I know that's not the way they want to play, but when you concede from it, a stupid mistake, it highlights the the people that want to just get it up there. Do you know what I mean? Is, and, it, and it, is it, it more a case of you don't disagree with the way we're playing, but you would question if we have the players to play that type of football? Uh, well, you, you could say that, but but it, I'm I'm sure there's stats people and and um, and and look at this that playing out from the back we've been more successful than hoofing it long type mm-hmm. of thing. So we must have the players. Obviously, sitting in twenty third, you can argue with that <laughs> argument. But it's it's the way that obviously it's the first five minutes against the top of the league. That's the frustrating bit that they've done it, and it. It's, if he, if they'd have done it and um, it'd have spooned it wide or put it over a bar, and we got oh, bloody hell, got away with that one. It's the fact that they scored top of the league first five minutes that were frustrating. But it's not all Beadle's fault. Originally, no. I probably did. I was like, oh, F and Jeff, which you do with any mistake, don't you? But actually, in hindsight, looking at it, um, it wasn't. It was just a a mis- Panic of the way we're playing out from the back type of thing. 
Yeah, there's there's an element of like you know we're doing it and it, and it's great, but why do it against bloody Leicester? I mean, this is a team that are absolutely smashing the top of the league, and you can like they're stronger, bigger, faster, more intelligent footballers. Just just hoof it, just play Sunday league lads, because you know we I feel like it gives us a fighting chance. But I, I tell you what, John, there was an element to me, element to me of Leicester. I mean, let's not be honest, right? The first the first five minutes that um that Ash mentioned there, um. We, we I, I turned to Holly and I went, um, we've had like eighty percent of the possession here. We, we're playing all right here. And then and then you know sods law. Uh, they we decided to drop our own ass. But I can't remember the question I was going to ask you, John. But I you know I, I feel like I, do you sit in the same camp as Ash? Do you have do you have a kind of like? A, a, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, mate. I'm so I, did, sorry. I, did, I was doing really well then. I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's live, mate. It's live. Don't worry. It's live. Don't say football. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say about the. Yeah, um, I know what you're saying. It's kind of almost like you are you going to pick your battles and, and when to play that way, and you know you're going to play that way against a team like Leicester, who are littered with ex, you know, you know, ex Premier League players, and the kind of press that a team like Leicester will can put on you um, is always going to be dangerous, isn't it? Um, whereas mm-hmm. if you're doing it against a lesser team, you might to to extent get away with it, but. It's, uh, and I do wonder from that game to, to the one we'll come on to whether something did change a little bit, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's just it, it, because of the nature of the goal, and you have to, you're on the back foot then, and straight away after four minutes chasing the game against the team that you were coming into and looking, it was going to be a struggle to get a result anyway. It, it just, it just gives you a real mountain to climb, doesn't it? So early in the game like that as well. Um, so it, again, is it a question of, of do you pick your battles and punt them, decide when you're going to actually employ, employ that kind of style of play? Or is it just, mm-hmm. no, Danny Rule, this is, my, this is my ethos. This is what we'll continue to do until we, you know, perfect it <clears> with the players that I've got. Or, you know, so, but, but yeah, horrible goal to concede, really, weren't it? It really, it really was. Um, Stevie, we just decided to put you up on screen on your own, so that's nice, isn't it? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. Ash, are you pressing buttons? They... <laughs> so, that scared um... me. For those of you who are, that are watching Twitch, um, I'm wearing an oversized shirt today, and it looks like I've got one of those shrunken heads from the end of Beetlejuice. Uh, but Stevie, I, did you feel that um, that like Leicester? This is the question I was going to ask John. That Leicester didn't really get out of second gear. Did it, you know what I mean? I, I feel like we conceded two pretty poor goals, but even if we didn't, they, they had another three or four gears to get up into. They kind of wanted to canter. I thought. Um, I think. If you if you if you think about it from that perspective, the fact that they were two 0 up so early, you, you're mm-hmm. always going to have that sort of situation where you think, "All right, here we go." Um, they've got another gear, and if we come back, and I think the, the the narrative, if you like, is that from from that sort of perspective of second half, we came into the game. Everybody then argues that we've come into the game because they took the foot off the pedal, um, yeah. you know, and they, they've allowed us to get into it. Um, just a quick one on the on the, on the the playing out from the back. I would argue. And I'm going to say this: I'd, I'd argue that um, we haven't got the players to pump the ball forward. And I know that sounds ridiculous. We pump the ball forwards, and the ball's just coming straight back. We're literally surrendering possession. Um, and if you there's look at, pl- there's only one player in there you pump a ball up to in our Sheffield Wednesday squad, and he hasn't played a minute, has he? 
Well, he's played. He's, <laughs> he's, he's played a minute. He's played a minute or two, um, yeah. but he's not. He's not played for a while. Um, and he was. He's very, very good at holding the ball up. But I'd, you know, I'd argue that's not necessarily the style of play that we're looking for. Um, Smith may win his fair share of headers and flick-ons, but you play the ball up that way. The way that we're setting up doesn't lend itself to to pumping the ball long, and we're we're not going to play off off flick flick-ons and knockdowns. And you know, we're we're our set piece sort of at both ends, our set piece play and our set piece success rate is is very much maligned. Um, and if we're not scoring goals from set plays and we're not particularly good at pumping the ball into certain areas, why is this such a clamour for us to do it? Um, and you can look at it. There, there, there are teams. There are teams all over the league that are going to try and play out from the back. And I think the the the, the pumping the ball long is quite an archaic sort of perspective and um, viewpoint. So you know, I've, just on that first goal, I've got no issue with it. I think we played it a little bit square. And if you look back at it, I think he's actually played it to Volks's wrong side, and that's it's sort of fallen apart. It's not necessarily the playing out from the back; it's the way that it was executed. Um, so that's where we are. But to go back to your original question, three minutes later. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think it's... We, we couldn't say either way whether or not they've taken the foot off the pedal and, and, and they could have gone through the gears a little bit. The reality is they probably could. But, you know, at the same time... They didn't need to. They didn't need to. We were... And, and all right, we, we we came back into it and they, they might have allowed us to come back into it. But I think it was testament to the team, given the fact that we've shipped four goals on, what, three occasions away from home recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we, we've looked a mess doing it. Huddersfield, that 12-minute capitulation at Huddersfield will live with me whatever league we're in next year for, 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 for days. You know, it was absolutely horrendous. Um, so I think it's testament to the boys and it's testament to the coaching staff and the mentality of the the, the, the lads around it at the minute that we didn't fold because we could have folded um, and it could have been four or five nil at half time. Um, and we stuck at his task and we, we, we cracked on. The the second half was a very good performance from us, uh, you know, for, for a team that is so good. But Ash, I'm going to come to you for comments from the interwebs. What have we got? What are, what are the people saying? Can I put it up? <laughs> Uh, for those listening, Sion chicken been on and says, "Why is Ash wearing a shirt made from an old bus seat?" I was gonna, I was gonna make a reference to your fancy shirt, Ash, but that absolutely, that absolutely uh, encapsulates it really well. Is is anybody talking about the football? <laughs> yes, uh, smashing Tom. Think someone smashing it from outside the box is more exciting. Tapping. Save hoof football for many people. As much as passing it out wins games, people don't find it entertaining. I, I think it's got more to do with, like, I think a lot of us, all as kids growing up, a lot of us all play football, right? We all play Sunday morning football. And have you ever played Sunday league football and tried playing it out from the back? You are one one half a step away from getting absolute pelters. And I feel like it's going to take a few years before we get used to this because football's changed. Um and yeah, German Al says there, we've got a young manager who wants to play modern football. If we want hoof the ball forward, we should have gone for a manager near retirement or just somebody from our fan base, which does remind me, uh, Roy Hodgson's lost his job today in a completely unrelated uh, you know, way of going. Ash, I'm going to talk to you about some statistics. I know you like stats. Here they are live on the screen now with uh, Leicester lion share of the possession on five. <coughs> but interestingly enough, we had 13 shots to their 10. Do you feel like, again... We kind of we went for it a bit more in the second half. I thought it was a great performance from us on the second. Yeah, definitely much improved. Uh, he brought Palmer on for Ugbo at half time, 
And then mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Wilkes and Smith came on later on. And yeah, I think it was a much improved. Um, and I get Stevie's argument that he said earlier about obviously Leicester taking the foot off. And and they, for me, they did. And it allowed us to come in. If we'd have got one back, I'm sure they'd have put it foot down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and maybe pushed a bit more. But like the stats thing, you look at them and you're thinking, actually, we gave them a cracking game there, don't you? Apart from possession. Mm-hmm. But... With uh, with more shot, more shots, more shots on target, more corners, less fouls. It it, it puts across the stats that we held our own. Where yeah. I think, yeah, this, we, the we didn't just half, get battered, did we? No, we didn't get battered. No, and we didn't. And I think that was that's a testament to to obviously we knew we'd got bigger games coming up, i.e. Millwall, and we wouldn't wanted to go into that four, five, six, nil. Do you know what I mean as well? Yeah. But, but as well, obviously, um, he took Pervader and Kadamata off and brought Wilkes and Smith on, which is not just putting six at the back type of stuff either. He's done. He swapped like for like virtually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it just, it just, it worked. Yeah. So for me, I, I enjoyed it, and I, you said it in the intro, but the fans, uh, that that away end, that that Tuesday night was fantastic. Absolutely one yeah. of the, one of the best all season. Got to say, yeah, really I, re- I, really, I really enjoyed it. It was good. The, um, um, there was comments on that as well, Ash. They were saying, Leicester was saying that was the best away support at the King Power um, for a good while, they were saying. so. Yeah. To, again, to be fair, you know, John, we, there was there was a good amount of, um, I want to say gallows humour. You know what I mean? We weren't turning up for a terror. We weren't turning up for a kickoff. We we were like, I tell you what, this is this is what's happening. Has somebody still got their mobile phone off on flight mode? By the way, who's who's not turned their phone on silent? This is like being on a Zoom call at work. This isn't it? Is it you, Ash? Yeah. <laughs> Mine's off. It's getting worse. Why is it getting worse? I'm, I'm going to throw mine to the other side of the room there. So, uh, apologies for that, ladies and gents, if you did hear that. But, you know, we are a bunch of shit kickers in our own house. Listen, It's only, let's... It's only episode 400 and God knows what. You thought we'd be, be used to it right now, <laughs> wouldn't you? Isn't it? Uh, what, uh, what are the comments from the interwebs we got, Smash? Uh, so, we've got Holly, friend of the show. Uh, you've got to read it in her accent. No, I'm not. <laughs> I think we're I want you to. Time. I want you to read it in her accent, just for her. Are you ready? Are you yeah. ready? You're right. the best at this. This is Ollie. Right? No, I think we're all traumatized from years of watching Wednesday when he sort of ball as far as humanly possible. But panic! Uh, you can hear it in crowd every time, even when it's successful. Yeah, oh, that's good, isn't it? That's Ollie. You're all shit. <laughs> Craig Craig says he changed his system and went to three at the back and we looked much better hence stuck with it at Millwall and got a result so you could Absolutely. say he actually pre-planned a little bit you know looked a bit forward mm. in-game management type of thing look at uh, us I know uh, Martin we just don't have the composure at the back for me not to in every time I tell you what, Martin. Do you think the the fans don't have the composure, or the players? Because I know I bloody don't. <laughs> the players might think different. German Al said the away end and I follow sounded amazing. There that was go. just Holly. That was just Holly on her own. Uh, right I, then. So I think we've got I, the comment. We've got the comment of the night up to now. Already. Yep. <laughs> well, Hi, Mom. I was going to ask if you sell Viagra, as I'm seventy three. She <laughs> gave me the horn, so I suppose I should pay. You. Thirty dollars. I do not uh, know what that means, but you know, is that on, uh, is that from Facebook? Uh, that that's yeah. from Facebook. 
Normally on Facebook, it's people's nans sharing missing dogs from places like Minnesota saying, shared Maltby. You know what I mean? Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that normally what it is? Yeah. Uh, all right, Elon keep coming. Elon Musk uh, bots about a takeover of the, yeah, yeah. the other side yeah. of social media, aren't they? Right yeah, keep that. keep the comments coming in, folks. Uh, they're always a lol. Uh, and we'll uh, read them out in Ollie's voice if that's what you want. Now, listen, let's move on to that London. Listen, we took a 2-0 loss against Leicester. Uh, we did have a comment earlier on about Jamie Vardy's celebration. Oh, it, yes, it was significantly mooted for a JV celebration because normally it goes absolutely mental. But he did that kind of patting it down to try and move away. But it's not like he's not going to celebrate. But there was an issue... In the cop, uh, in the in the cop, in the away end, where uh, there was a group of people singing "Jamie Vardy is one of our own," but then the people behind us were getting very angry about it and agreeing, "What are you bloody talking about? One of our own? He's playing for them bloody hell! He go suck his dick or something bloody hell!" There were a lot of that, a lot happening. Not a lot of people not really know realizing what the gag was, uh, and then uh, and then it all it all just got quite vitriolic after a while because you know. We're all from Yorkshire, right? Speaking of Yorkshire, we've come down, we've gone down to the capital. We're having a day out, John. Uh, is the starting lineup against Millwall. Now, before we get into that, you know, what was your preconceptions about this game? How did you feel it was going to go? I, I, I felt quite confident, actually, Dan, because I felt this is the, um, you know, pr- prior to this match, Danny was saying, right, yeah. Um, you know, we're all about the performance, of course, but now it's more about the results. And I thought, okay, all right, what's that? What's going to change here? Then, obviously, I mm. need the results, obviously, but what's he got in mind here? And and we knew, you know, mathematically, it's a game now. We're running out of games. It's one of these that we must be targeting when you look at the fixtures and think, right, this is a game we, well, we we want, we've got to win really at the very least. Don't don't lose, but preferably win so I felt quite confident that he were holding some at back end and he got he got he targeted this fixture uh, after Leicester as a game where he was going to go down there and be positive and uh, and, and try and get the win uh, so you know um, I, I, pre-match I was feeling quite confident yeah definitely do you know what? I'm, I I kind of agree with you, John. I was feeling like we might be able to get something because they got absolutely smashed the uh, the yeah. game before they played us, <clears throat> and, and and the the progressive football that their new gaffer is trying to get them to play isn't landing just yet. You know, some people would argue out there that uh, Danny's probably had the same issue, or definitely Chisco had the same issue, but nothing like that. They've really fallen down, and they're going to be looking over their shoulder. I mean, Ash, you posted a tweet out today talking about the remaining fixtures from all the clubs in and around the quagmire, and uh, there are a few teams there that have got a lot worse of running than we have. Well, uh, next, Stevie, next six games. It's just the yes, next mate. Six, yeah, mm. Sorry. I'll tell you what, if you don't mind digging that graphic out, Ash, uh, while, I'm, while I talk to Stevie, and then we can see if we can get that up and we can, uh, we'll can we talk about that in a bit, actually. Now, Stevie, uh, this is, again, I've ripped this from BBC Sport. I don't know how true it's going to be in terms of lineup, but we did go with five at the back with a couple of attacking wingers, uh, attacking fullbacks. Now, there was, a, there was an interesting one for me because against Leicester, I thought Paul Valentin was pretty average. I thought he was pretty poor. However, this game on, on Saturday, he was he was... Excellent, I thought, and 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 Volks was very good. Obviously, we'll get to the to the main performers in terms of the scoreline. But um, any you know change the system? Do you think he learned something at Leicester? Um, possibly, possibly. I think um, the, the 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 three at the back, the three centre halves, allows him to um, be a little bit more progressive in terms of the wing backs playing Valentin and Johnson a little bit more advanced. 
um, with with Pavida, Pavida. I don't know how you pronounce it, sorry. Um, and Masaba going out sort of wide either side. Um, I saw an interesting stat from um, the data guy, TW Football, who was, was sort of arguing that whilst we, yeah, Tom, whilst we set that up, in set up in that way, playing Palmer as a right centre-back um, allowed Valentin to be a little bit more advanced and Palmer actually spent, in, if you look at the average positions um, on the pitch, Palmer was almost playing as a right-back at times and Valentin was mm -hmm. playing as a right midfielder. So mm -hmm. this setup allowed us to do that going forwards whilst also offering the insurance. Um, and I'll say it, that's probably one of the reasons that Palmer got in over Diaby. Um, I was quite surprised to see Palmer going in and I was expecting a lot more grief in the group chat from <laughs> certain people about Palmer playing centre-half. Um you know, on on Saturday, but you know, with 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 set up like that, and I thought it, it it's come to fruition. It's come to pass that that was obviously the right decision, the right way that we 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 we've attacked uh, and approached the game. Absolutely, I, I tell you what, I've got to have a big shout out here for Ihekwe at the back because I thought he was I thought he was sublime. Very rarely, but him and um, him and Dishon at the. Um, at the back were, were very good and, and Palmer didn't really put a foot wrong either. There was a there was a sub, sub superhuman effort at, at the back of the uh, at the back line for Wednesday and, and we, we had Darren Moore try it, we had Chisco try it, who tried to stop this five at the back game and then always ended up coming back to it. So I feel like we're gonna have to just allow it and this current crop of players we've got with some of the older ones and some of the new guys, I think we just need to allow it until we get some significantly better players. And five at the back for me seems really well. Um, I think just, on. sorry mate I just think that we, we've set up it's difficult because it's an, it, it was an away game but the, the fact that we were playing Millwall um, who yeah. were the team they're, they're the team this week who are in free fall next week it'll probably be Stoke we've yeah. had Huddersfield doing it we've had QPR we've had four or five teams that we've been chasing to try and catch um, I think for, from my perspective I've said this on the podcast uh, previously anything that we can pick up away is a bonus. We've got to concentrate mm -hmm. on the home results. Mm -hmm. If we get outstanding home results for the rest of the season, we're going to stay up. If we can pick up points here and there, so be it. Leicester was a free hit because of the nature of who they were. But what I would say is, you know, they, they, they felt like they needed to be, and I was loath to say it, um, it wasn't a six-pointer. It was a six-pointer. It was. Um, but it was, a, it, it was a game that we needed to win. The reality was, if we'd have not won, we'd have been miles off it. And other teams around it, it's even more out of our hands. So the fact that we've set up with that three, I'm not necessarily sure that we'll we'll set up in that way on Saturday against Bristol City when we're at home. We've got a different team, a different setup. I might be wrong. Um, you might find a different sort of a, a, a formula for, for, for the the home games, and he does away. But we've we've set up and we've become very compact. Um, it was a, we'll get into it. It was quite drab uh, before the goal, but you know we we we'd um, we've gone in there with a game plan. Yeah. I'll, take that, I'll take that all day, drab. I'll take drab and three points. Yeah. For the, Not the, in that yeah. shirt, you won't, Ash. Bloody hell, there's nothing drab <laughs> about this guy well, right now. Well, oh, it's party well. shirt on. It's nice, it's just a, just a nice little polo look. <laughs> and it's not a bus seat, it's a train seat. A man who works on trains and he's a bit of uh... <laughs> they had a bit of material left over. So they <laughs> yeah. got the ER Ash. I've sorted That's you it. a gift out. What's the there's what's there? the interweb saying, Smash? There's a, there's a lot of love for Valentin, and I've I've got yeah. to agree. I've got to say it's probably been his uh, one of his best games. Um I did I did I did like him. I thought he did uh, did the basics well, but also with an attacking threat. Uh, Ash, yeah, while I've got yeah. you, who who's got the worst haircut? Is it Pervader or Valentin? 
Yeah, he does look like a Lego man, mm. doesn't he? Um, uh, what what well, else have we got on the interweb? Go on. Uh, say, like I said, happy Valentine Day. I quite like that, that one. It was good. Um, here we are on about Perveda. That image of Perveda just nonchalantly sat on the wall in front of their fans' class. Yeah, I don't know who took it, um, but I, I did. Uh, I did nick it and retweet it. So apologies to whoever did that. It was a cracking photo. So uh, yeah, um, it, yeah, brilliant. It was, and and he's he's look, looking good in it. Yeah, you know I what? think he's he's a player yeah. that we've been missing. I'm just going to take you off, right? Does anybody or did anyone used to watch like Jeremy Vine or or um, the Jeremy Kyle show? They Is that your cut, role right now? They always cut to the the like guess the other presenter, the lady on the phones, manning that. That's how I feel like I'm at the minute. Um, <laughs> you know what, Ash? I'll, I'll not lie to you. When when we started doing these live shows, and I thought the comments really put me off while I'm trying to host, and, I, and if I could have somebody else doing it, that'd be mint. That is exactly the the, the, the program I was thinking of. Where he goes, so you know, when Jeremy Vine rather goes, so what's happening? What are the people out there saying? Like 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 I've got to worry about Sue from Plymouth and what she thinks That's about it. the absurdity of Boris Johnson. Like I give a shit about her opinion on the news, but it's <laughs> we're really interested in what you've got to say about the news. Go on, Ash, what else are the internet saying? You've got Robbo0114. Uh, Three at the back allows Johnson to get forward and deliver quality balls in. Also allows a bit more freedom for our wingers. That's interesting, actually, Ash. So, uh, against Leicester, I was getting a bit frustrated. I don't know. And again, this, I, this isn't a slight on Marvin Johnson. I, I felt there was a couple of times where he could have absolutely kicked it out from under his feet and hit that byline. But he seemed to stop. Now, whether Ruler told him that, you know, don't don't leave the defence, uh, you know, stranded a bit. But I think there's a few times where I kind of went, hit that bloody byline, Marv. Get get right on it and get get one in because Kadamachi was kind of lost out there. It wasn't his best game for us, but I don't feel like he he was he was kind of working on scraps a little bit. Um, so, John, let's uh, let's get to the statistics at Millwall because we had some absolute. We had a great day. I, I proper enjoyed myself. But again, the the stats tell a bit of a different story. Yeah, I mean, when you look at that, it doesn't it doesn't look like to me like the performance that we put in. It just looks like you know uh, the two shots and two goals, and that's it. But I thought you know um, we we knocked it about really well after that first goal, and I think early exchanges were, were really kind of like um, two teams that looked really nervous. They were running about like hundred mile an hour and misplacing passes and stuff, and kind of cancelling each other out, but. Um, then, uh, then as, as we got uh, more into the game and, and Masaba uh, did that lovely nutmeg and, and surge down the wing and then just, just the perfect ball in for, for, for Ugbo. Then, then once we got his noses in front, I, I thought particularly first, the rest of the first half, we were actually in control, weren't we? But then, then yeah, starts don't, look, don't really tell the, the whole picture for me. I thought we were... Yeah, I I think, John, I, th- I think so you could swap much more these... Control and, and the team you know well ever scoring. I think you could swap these stats with the Leicester stats and then swap the, the scores round and have... You'd think this was the Leicester stats mm. and <clears> the <throat> others was ours against Millwall because of, we were more dominant, yeah. as stats yeah. say, against Leicester and then Millwall and against us. But I think I, w- I was going to comment on, uh, on Ugbo on the first yep. goal. I love yep. the fact that he attacks that ball Oh. He, it, you know, for the these his second against Birmingham, where obviously the cross exactly came the same, in, yeah. attacks the ball, and the same again with that one. Um, I saw Paveda. If you just watch him when the ball comes in, he makes a, a like a forward run. Cooper tracks him, goes steps forward, 
And then Ugbo is, is he's always going to win that ball against that defender, isn't he? I mean, mm-hmm. and I just I thought the 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 movement, the play by Masaba was fantastic to not 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 make that guy, and then uh, and then just carry, just head down forward, cross it in, simple stuff in it, one nil. When Wednesday. I uh... Bosh. When when that when yeah that was me that was me good bash I was I was absolutely off my tits at this point good bash McNutts it's all it's all I was shouting uh, Debbie my head is not okay uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Neurofen and or survive your profen and all don't you know don't, don't take know. drugs kids yeah yeah I'm having I'm having a bad time of it uh, there's one there from Martin Ash what's that one there um. And I think was it Martin I was speaking to at the ground. I'm sorry, I, I didn't ask your name. That's really poor form of me. But uh, but he said, did did I get Blair home safely? Um, jury's out on that one. I don't know. But there was. I don't think we've heard from him since, have we? <laughs> there was a point where uh, where he was calling his missus and Blair. I'm going to absolutely stitch him up. If anybody from Blair's work here is listening, this is going to be hilarious, right? So there was a point where we decided we'll wait for everybody because try and get a train out of Millwall's or Lake. And there was Blair on the phone to his missus going, just log in, computer pass, password saved, just just log in. I need to move the mouse every about three minutes. Just to get out. Geese <laughs> is absolutely right. He's got the, his eyes have gone like, you know what I mean? So uh, we were in the boozer in the uh, in the Baraboy after the oh, game. Wow. And I was like, uh, I was like, are you all right? He goes, I've got to work. So. Whether I, I don't think I don't know if he made it. We've not heard from him, Martins, but uh, I'm sure he appreciates your concern. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what what else we got, Ash? I've seen a couple coming in. Uh, yeah, well, Charman, Dugger, I'm late evening. Beautiful. I yeah, uh, I outed because of Charman's uh, profile <laughs> picture. I outed him as a female last week. My apologies, Charman. <laughs> Sorry about that, bro. <clears throat> um, just while you're looking at that, can can we just pontificate a little bit more about Ugbo and talk about the fact that he might be that striker? Um, no, I, I genuinely... I, I'm, I'm going to give you the soapbox because that was on my notes this evening to to talk about him. I loved that out of the four goals he scored, three of them he's ended up with him with him and the ball in the he, back of the net. Big fan of his. Yeah, he's he's at the time you kind of you you look at it when when because I think he came in early, didn't he, in January, and we were expecting this whole raft of you know transfer activity we've got Beadle in and he was going to be um recruitment guy Beadle he was going to come in and we were going to get six or seven over the line we were going to let six or seven others go mm-hmm. there was going to be an entire squad overhaul and then we got to transfer deadline day and the longer that we went waiting for that striker that keynote signing that that player that we were that marquee sort of number we, we you know we were there weren't we and, and we wanted it and because of that and because we got Ugbo in so early, we we, we kind of went well. Ugbo is just him. a yeah, he's he's kind of maybe just a squad player, and we're looking for that. You know, the the the, the youth player from Man United, Man City that's going to come in and make a name for himself, like others have in the past. Um, and his record wasn't great if you look at it from Cardiff. Um, I don't think he's he's not exactly been prolific previously. Um, six, in this six in twenty two. I think it was. Yeah, whatever it is, the numbers aren't aren't phenomenal of it. But I tell you something, he came in, um, he looked busy in his first game. Forgive me, I can't remember which one that was. It might have been a cup game against Coventry. I'll, I'll stand corrected. Um, he's done bits. He didn't look great against Huddersfield, but I think we've deployed him. We talked about that. We deployed him in the, in, in a wrong sort of way. Um, he, he, he doesn't play well with Smith up top off, or, or off Smith. 
the way that we're deploying him at the moment and the way that he sort of settled in, particularly the Birmingham game and, uh, and on Saturday, um, he now seems to be that guy. If you look at his movement, yeah, we're talking about him scoring from a yard out. If you look at the movement, as soon as Masaba kicks that ball um, five, six yards in front of him on that left-hand side for the first goal, there's a there's a shift where he just accelerates and he, he, he times his run to perfection and he hits mm. that area and he is... From a, from a data point of view, he is just going to be the right person in the right place at the right time. And if we can find that right place at that right time with balls from Masaba, Gasama, Windass when he's fit, Bannon, whoever it may be, this guy will get double figures for us. I'll call it now. He will get double figures for us be- between now and the end of the season. Oh, it's a bold claim that, Stevie, isn't it? I'm sorry. I, I, I like it. I have, no, I have nothing to add. I, I, I think he's right. I think he's spot yeah. on. I think I, I think he's the biggest threat we've got. And as much yeah, as I... our fans are kind of like, oh, it's, it's a shame on Lee Gregory, it is. But given the way that Ugbo started and Gasama kind of picked up a bit of a bit of form, didn't he, just as the decisions were being made, uh, I, I feel like, you know, Gregory did drop, a, drop down that pecking order a little bit. Would you agree, John? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But um, like we were saying about Ugbo attacking the ball, if you remember the goal against, I think it was Birmingham, where, where it's that lofted cross to the back post and he just powers his way in, doesn't he? And he just, he's, Still maintaining it was one. a foul, though. You reckon? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those, he's determined, I'm getting to that ball before you are, and that's going in. Um, yeah. So he, he does he does have that sense. And you, you could see, like Steve said, you could see on that, um, on that Millwall game that when... Masaba beat his man when he nutmegged him. He set off. You, you saw Bo looking and following, yep. uh, and then and then then and then slowing down, sort of checking his run, and then just burst into that uh, far post when he knew the cross was coming in, and it was virtually a tapping, wasn't it? So um, yep. yeah, it's definitely we, what we've been saying about um, this recruitment guy coming in and, and what we were going to get, and, and then the, we didn't get anybody as such, and then the. the they're asking him about a free agent market, and again, people mentioning Dwight Gale, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, well, we might have just got the answer right under his nose. As it might just be Ugbo. It might just be. Oh, hang on, hang right on. Time. We had a mention of Dwight Gale there, didn't we? Old tight. The rumor mill. I can't be peddling any rumours on here without getting that out. That's my allegedly uh, get out of jail free card. Um, yeah. Now let's go. Let's. I tell you what. Listen, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about uh, a couple of players here. Oh, go on, I've got, I'm sorry. I've got some messages about Ugbo again. Go on. If you just want to, if you just want to do it, I see. Um, here we are. This is a thought from Mike. Fat Masaba and Ugbo have played together in Belgium. Is massive. They'll know how to play with each other. They're a really good record in Belgium too. Oh. Cool. Masaba was one of the players I was going to speak about, actually, Ash, because yeah. I think he, him and him and Ugbo, what's this one here? Good that Masaba and Ugbo have played together. Yeah. And you know what? It really shows. It really shows. Just like John was saying there, there's a point where one's broken and the other can't, the other geezer kind of knows what he's doing. And, and you know, stuff like that you can't you can't buy. I'd love to say me and Ash were like that when we used to play play football together when we were about 14, 15. Um, but listen, uh, what's that? Ugbo is oh, yeah. what we've been missing along with Pervedo. Uh, are we on for the great escape? I hope so. I think I was speaking to Karen on the day as well. She's a big fan, and her and her fella sit and watch us in bed. So that's nice, isn't it? So, uh, so listen, just just put, some, <laughs> just just put some candles on. Bit of bit of Kenny G. <laughs> listen, listen to the warm sounds of Dan Fudge coming in your ears. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, doing his doing his fancy voice. 
Yeah, hey, listen, just just give her a little massage. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fifty quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't her. It wasn't her. After all that. <laughs> I, I know that there are people who watch us in bed uh, because uh, I've just realised that I've, I, I kind of realised that on a very... We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Pretty small level. You know, like, I can, and I said this at the time, you can imagine Steve Coogan walking down the street and people are behind him and go, aha, all the time. Uh, when you go to an away game, you will find people going, "More Wednesday week behind you, which, uh, which uh, I didn't know if I found annoying or kind of inflated my head somewhat. But uh, if you are in bed listening to us, welcome to the party. Welcome to Fudgy's Deep Bath. Welcome to uh, <laughs> well, what's going on. Um, listen, I'm talking, I'm talking about these players. Right, yeah. so Masaba had a great game. Pervader plays like a kid on the park and he's exciting to watch. And when he cuts in from that right-hand side, which is where he tends to go, it's it's genuine, like, exciting. But and, and we, we don't do it enough on this show, and we should do. But Barry Bannon, for me, when he gets the ball and it... And it's like it sticks to him. And there's like an expectation that, that rises above the crowd. And a few of the balls and a few, he was tackling hard as well on, on Saturday. He clearly wanted it. And I feel like it's about time I gave Bannon a shout out on this. Was show. he on a yellow card as well? Has he, has he got nine yellow cards as well, I think? I think Could someone have been. put it out, yeah. Could have been, but he was he, he was honestly very good, and 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 he is very good every week. And sometimes, you know, when when somebody who's usually a bit average has a good game, we wax lyrical about him. But uh, do you know what? Our, our captain did an absolute solid on Saturday, and he was he was outstanding. And I just don't feel like he gets enough enough credit on what he does. Yeah, and if you notice as well after that first goal, uh, Dan, did you notice how everybody just and and Bannon was like one of the instigators of it. Everybody just seemed to settle and calm. They were, they were doing back heels. They were doing one touch. <laughs> they, were, they were basically taking the piss. I mean, yeah, and, he, yeah. and he was leading it. That yeah. was Bannon. He was, he was the centrepiece of it all. So, yeah, I agree. And, and, it, and, and yeah, that ball there that Fordy's put on their defence pitting pass from Bannon was absolutely sublime. We were kind of sat behind it on, on our end. And, you, and, you, you, and again, you go... Good lord, that's a good ball! And, and all of a sudden, you're up, and everybody's excited. And and I just, I, I just feel we don't mention you enough, Barry. My apologies, because obviously he's watching, right? Probably in bed, right? But I just wanted to say, like, you know, fair, oh no, fair, fair play, Buzz. I'm not going to do the gag. Ash, talk to me about the internet, quick. <laughs> um, uh, we've got uh, Mr. J. Bans fitness for his age is something he doesn't get enough praise for. Absolutely. Uh, I think we met. Was it? It was last season. So the pre-season last season, Palmer did all his um, 10k, 10K a day, mm-hmm. and, and his fitness, his fitness last season was <clears> immense. 
And, so, and all of a sudden, Liam Palmer's jacked now. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> noticed this, but uh, he's... I've noticed. Yeah, of course Yeah, yeah. He's really he's really filled that. He's filling the sleeves up of that, of that shirt really well. Go on, Ash. I've, I've got, just before thing, I've got a question that's been brought by Steve. Stephen, even sorry, apologies. Just thought I'd chuck a question while I'm on a break. Would you keep Danny and get relegated or lose him and stay up? I'll leave that with you. Catch up with a pod later. Let's get back to work. Oh, God. Yeah, Stevie, you can pick that one up first. Go on. Grenadian, Annie and gone. I'm, I'm walking. Just, just dropped quick, it. Just, just dropped that in the chat and then and then yeah. disappeared. Um, <laughs> I would... It's a head and heart one, isn't it? I think the, the, yeah. if you were looking at it pragmatically, you'd say, let him go and stay up. And you let him go and stay up. The reason that I say that is that if we go down next year, I think we're in the shit. And I think we are. Um, I don't think he stays for the full season. And, and as it stands at the moment, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to see him at the start of next season, whatever league we're in. Because I think the job that he's doing, and I know that there's been a couple of graphics and I've seen some bits on, on my own personal breaks at work today where people have been talking about the, the standard of job he's done. And I think... The, the, there's a stat that's done the rounds over the last couple of days that said he would have been, we'd have been 15th um, with, with him. Um, if, we, if we start the season when Rule came in, we'd have been 15th. And the fact that he's done it with a, a squad that's been put together that isn't necessarily the best squad in the world um, is, it, I think there are people outside of Sheffield Wednesday that don't realise the job that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I think when people find, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I saw... I saw Gaz, Gaz Robbo, uh, put something on today about Sunderland losing don't their manager and it was don't like, you don't fucking you dare. fucking dare. <laughs> yeah. And that's that suddenly resonated with me and it just made me think, we'll get to the end of the season and when people are looking for another manager, we stay up. It wouldn't surprise me if we've got a Sunderland or it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if we've got a Burnley coming down or, you know, a Crystal, well, not Crystal Palace because they've just appointed somebody else, but that ilk and that sort mm-hmm. of level and profile of club will come sniffing for Danny Rule. And I sat there and thought, even if he was the most loyal manager in the world, with due respect to what we've got at this club, we are papering over the cracks to an extent in terms of finance. We're papering over the cracks in terms of salaries. We're papering over the cracks in terms of the the ownership and, and, and so forth. It doesn't leave a great deal for us to put on the table if somebody came in and said, right, here you go, Dan. I'll give you three three million pound a year to come and manage this team with a parachute payment coming down, whether oh, that be a Luton or not you, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, um, okay. So what what are we going to do to entice this manager and these coaches to stay with us next year? So to go back to the question, my, my, my answer would be, we have to stay up if it means losing Danny Rule, because I just feel that we are on borrowed time with this guy because he's too big for us. But also, you know, if we're going down, why are we keeping the manager? We're keeping the manager. If we go down, we're keeping the manager because of Chisco in the first 10 games. That That's Absolutely. it, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, now, I, 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 go on, Ash. I totally agree. I think um, we have to stay up. And for all what he's done in the last uh, four or five months, uh, I'd, I'd let him let him go with a with a big open heart and a big thank you and all, all that because of the hope and, and the, the the belief he's given the fans and the and the team is is been fantastic over the last god knows how long. Um mm-hmm. I saw I saw a stat as well uh, earlier on. I don't know how true it is that 
uh, the TV money for next season, if it's League One, it's 780 grand. If it's Championship, it's 5.2 million. Now, I, I know I know we're all we're not idiots, but that's like what's that's a lot of money, isn't it? That's four and a half million deficit that somebody has to find. You yeah, was... and 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 you know, and Ash is making his shirts out of bus seats, so we ain't got it. Don't come on us for it, Chancey. We bloody hell fire. I t- tell you what, Ash, let's get your uh, let's get your fixtures graphic up if you want to bosh that up, and then I'll let you talk about it, bro. So here we go. So we've got um, the fixtures for the next six games. So I put this up on our socials earlier, and actually, it, it got some traction. It got some <laughs> uh, comments. So yeah, thank yeah. you, everyone uh, watching, listening. Um, so, obviously, the next six games for Sheffield Wednesday are we start off with Bristol on Saturday, Rotherham, Plymouth, Leeds. Bristol City. Bristol, Bristol City. Yeah, yeah. Don't just yeah. say Bristol, Ash. We'll get a load of oh, angry oh, yeah. yeah, We'll get the... Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll do the uh, Sheffield <laughs> FC thing, won't we? There'll yeah. be a Bristol FC that are, uh, gets. Leeds United, <laughs> Ipswich Town, Swansea City. Uh, I, and would, then- I would argue that... Four, three slash four of them are winnable for Sheffield Wednesday. We we'll give ourselves a fighting chance. I think Leeds are, are a big ask, and I w- I'd even argue that Ipswich are a big ask oh, away yeah. at Portman Road. But Bristol City at home, Rotherham away, Plymouth away. God, we don't like going down Plymouth there. Plymouth home, do we? home. Oh, is it home? That sorry, I couldn't fit Argyle in the graphic. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Plymouth. Ah, right. Okay, yeah, I get you. <laughs> no, I didn't want and to then, disrespect them. You know, Plymouth FC yeah. or something. You know. And then and then Swansea at home. I feel like there's you know there's just twelve points available there that that you know we we could have to to be conservative. But I'd take eight from it. I mean, mm. uh, who do you think's got the worst run in there, Ash? Uh, so for them that are not watching, not listening, so we've got Huddersfield, Millwall, QPR, Stoke, and Rotherham. Yes, I know there's other teams that may get sucked in, but this was just the six that were bottom six at the minute. Um, so for for me, I think. Um, I'm going to say Millwall, and they are the ones that are in a bit of poopy at the minute, aren't they? So um, I think Millwall are going to be struggling. I think they probably will get rid of the manager, and mm-hmm. um, they'll have the new manager bounce. Well, it, it, it's nice for somebody to have a new manager bounce, not just before they play us, isn't it, to be fair? Can you uh, – it is very professional, isn't it, Natty? Uh, someone's just put a comment in there and asked already pop it up so you can uh, – Of course. Can, <laughs> read his praise there. What about you, John? Is there anything there, any major concerns in there? Do you, do you feel like we've got, you know, I won't go as far as saying the easiest running, but we, we've got some that we can take some points from there. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be a Stoke fan. And uh, and I think Millwall are in bloody trouble. What do you reckon? Yeah, um, with respect, I think to, for me, I think Rotherham are gone. I think they've already gone. I, I think mm-hmm. they're too far behind to, to to get themselves out of the bottom three. Um, and, and with the Millwall um, thing, uh, you know, I, I listened to the I follow on it, and it got the it got the Millwall commentators on, and they were, they were saying, you know, um, if they lost to that game, which they obviously did. Uh, they were worried that they were getting sucked into it and they were going to find themselves <laughs> having a dogfight down here with the rest of us. Um, but it, it, it's a six-game span now, which there are um, some some games in there that you look at and think, well, why not now? You know, the, the way we, the confidence will be good from having a, a way of victory and, another cl- and a clean sheet as well, which is key as well. Um, I think there's games in there we can target and look at to, and, and think is it three out of four of them are at home as well or got a majority? Four, of them? four out of one, two, six. yeah, yeah, 
four out of six at home as well, which is which is which is key. Um, I think the upcoming Bristol City game as well. I think there's a, uh, they're doing a special offer on the tickets, so they're trying to get the the attendance up for that one. Um, so the crowd can play their part as well. Um, so looking at those, I think we can, you know, we can. It's a good span when you look at it. it, it it's an opportunity here with these six games coming up that we mm-hmm. need to capitalise on if we've got designs on getting out of the of the mire. Um, I took a quick look game by game, as in week by week. I know some are midweek for teams, but if you just take Saturday, um, Bristol, Watford, Southampton, Rotherham, Cardiff and Ipswich. Um, I think we've got the... I know QPR and Rotherham play each other. Mm-hmm. I think we've got the easier teams because Millwall are away at Southampton, Uddersfield are away at Watford. And uh, Stoke away at Cardiff. So if you just take those, I think if you go game by game, it's we get a three points there. I think we're right up it. Are you are you suggesting that once again for about the seventh game running that uh, this game against Bristol City is a potential six pointer? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's not because they're safely mid table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in but, the in the in the in the, in the grand scheme of things, because QPR just don't stop winning. Now Steve is going to probably go on a big long diatribe about it's not linear and you just got to take it as you come. But we get it, Steve. We're just trying to get excited about something. But thank you for that, Ash. If you want to have a look a close, take a look a closer look at that graphic. Ash has got it on the socials and. Uh, um, and yeah, take a look because uh, tell me what you think because I think we've got one of the easier uh, periods, six game periods coming up. Go on, Steve. Do you know what I worry about the most? Rotherham. Rotherham. Because they Rotherham. want it. The, 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 the fixtures are. Yeah. Yeah. Roth- that Rotherham game scares me to death Rotherham because game. we go in there. Um, the rest of them, if we lose a, a home to lead, so be it. They're second in the league, they're pushing. And as long as we put in a performance, blah, blah, blah. Same with Ipswich. As much as it pains me with the Ipswich game, um, they're, they're up and about it, aren't they? And they've mm-hmm. had a phenomenal season, fair play. The rest of the games on paper, we're sitting here now saying are winnable. And there's an expectation already that we're, we're going to beat Rosman, we're going to roll over. I think they've lost, they've only won three games all season. I think they've lost six on the bounce or whatever it may be. We're at their place. Um, there's a, they, you know, they've got two things that they're going for, aren't they? They, they, they want to not be the, the, the worst team in the league um, or the worst team in terms of points. But the last thing that they're clinging on to right now is getting one over on us. Um, and, and I genuinely think that Rotherham is a lot tougher game or it will be a lot tougher game than people are giving it credit for. <laughs> What's Paul said there, Ash? We, we, we will be to lead what Forrest Green were to us last season. Spoilers. I love the way he's written spoilers on the end, like the season's already written out. Big fan of that. Now, listen, uh, we're getting (coughs) that Fleetwood, Coventry. (laughs) You know, there's three teams that still give me me nightmares now. Listen, Stevie, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'll come to you first, John. Go on. I was going to say, if you want to come back to me before, if we've still got time, I I did a little bit of research into, you know, how many, you know, uh, what teams went down with what points totals and, what we're currently on and points and points per game to to see us um, to the magical fifty point mark, which might not be needed anyway. But right, I, hang on. I, I wish I had a theme tune ready for that. There, uh, one of us has done some research and some notes, ladies and gentlemen. Please, oh, it's, a, it's a it's rumor, a rumor, Dan. Dan, it's a rumor. It's a rumor. Quick, it's quick. a rumor. The rumor mill. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wednesday week. Apparently, we've got a, a, a large rumor that one of us has done some homework. John, if you made notes, I'd love to hear them. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Okay. So, <clears throat> I just obviously only looked at the last five seasons to not get too bogged down in these in these things. But um, so last season, the the points total to stay up was forty nine. In twenty one twenty two, it was only forty one. Twenty twenty one was forty four. 1920 season was 49 again, so pushing that 50 point mark. And then the 1819 season was 44. Uh, Wednesday stand on 29 points currently, with 13 games left, I believe, um, which averages out at 1.61 points per game. That's if you're aiming for the 50 point mark, which I personally don't think it'll take this season. I think it might be around 44, 45 mark again. So that could mean we only need another maybe five or six wins easy when you say it quick but obviously you know <laughs> when we when we look at the fixtures that ash put up earlier and we're targeting some of those uh fixtures to try and haul ourselves out of it there's a light at the end of the tunnel isn't there if we, we don't get too carried away obviously there's, a, there's, there's still a lot of games to play but um you can see where i'm going with it <laughs> I tell you what, that was that was impressive, John. And normally, I'd be uh, I'd be I'd, I'd, I'd usually want to hear it from Mister Spence, who sits in the bath and makes notes such as that. But he's done fuck all homework. Uh, he just is on half term, as you can tell. So you know what I mean. He's he's done back nothing. at work today, mate. Boo, boo, Mister Spence. Boo. So, uh, <laughs> so John, I appreciate that. So you were t- so you're telling me there's a chance and um, we're going to stay up and if you you know if we are uh, you know if you don't believe we're going to stay up make sure you're at john on x and uh, <laughs> and, and you know have, have a tear it with him uh, ollie's gone with don't get your hopes up when you can smell it that's when everything goes to shit everybody just lose all hope when we see what happens when music stops uh, that's what ollie said um so, so that's what's happening now, Stevie. I'm going to give you a opportunity to speak for a very long time while you explain the rules to us on what we're launching in about two week, two three weeks time. Uh, ladies and gents, pin your lug holes back. Steve is going to Steve is going to wants to play a game. I didn't. I, I've not revised the rules. I've, I just wrote them down and gave them to you lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, we, we we I know that we've got a lot going on at the minute, and it's it's it is by design. Um, we, you know, for everything that's going on off the off the pitch at the minute, uh, sorry, on the pitch, off the pitch, um, we we you know we are in a little bit of a hole. But we've, I think, as a podcast, we've worked really hard this year to to sort of try and give something back to the community. We've we've launched the community initiative, which was um, Ash. As idea, um, you know, he's got it off the ground, and we've we've done some fantastic stuff, and we've raised some um, some really, you know, a, a decent amount of money to give some opportunities and experiences to people that might not necessarily be in a situation that they'd be not ordinarily in a situation that they'd be able to experience, if, you know, a match day experience or being able to afford a shirt or something like that. Um, and we're trying to keep that going. I know we're getting towards the the sort of the the dregs of the season, um, but we do want to keep pushing. We do want to keep going. So we've um, I, over the, the the weekend, I've sort of I've put it to the big bosses, uh, Dan and Ash, that we we launch a, a last man standing um, competition. If you are on X Twitter, you're you're a bloke that goes to the pub um, or a lady that goes to the pub, and you get involved in these things, you'll be aware that last man's what last man standing. Uh, competitions are all about um, the premise of it being that if we can get as many people involved in this competition, um, our jackpot will be greater. 
um, we're we're looking to uh, to to give out a prize of seventy percent of the money that we receive, uh, with thirty percent of it going back into our community initiatives, which will then in terms of transparency be subsequently used for further opportunities and we have got other things that we've got planned in terms of trying to find out how that money will be spent i'm not going to say that tonight uh, because there's there are other things that are going on and that will come however just to give you a sort of a uh, an idea behind it if we had for example 50 people that would enter that's 500 pounds that would go into a pot of the 500 pounds um 70% of that and I can't do the maths off the top of my head while I'm I was going to assess the the fact that you pick 500 quid, quid. <laughs> it's three, I know as soon as I said it I thought fuck no <laughs> school teacher 350 pound would go to the winner so you know it's it's a decent wedge of money um and it is it's a good laugh it's you know it gets people involved it's a way for us as well to to maybe as time goes on we're not saying that this will happen but um, potentially it offers another avenue for us to get feedback from you guys in terms of what you want to see from us as a podcast. Um, as you can see on the graphic, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, um, it does say, and we'll keep pushing this through our socials, um, if you pay your money and you use your phone number as a reference, you will be added to a WhatsApp group. The WhatsApp group will then have updates. It's not going to be something where we're you know, constantly talking about the uh, the games and we're constantly talking about everything else. What we are going to be doing is saying, here we go. Um, we need your update. Uh, sorry, we need your entries. We need your selections. You pick a team. Um, if that team wins, you go through to the next round. If your team loses, you go out. Um, and we keep going until we've got one person left out of the number of entrants that we've, we've, um, we've taken on already. Um, there, there, there are people in the WhatsApp group that we've set up already it's 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 made a really strong start we are going to go until the 8th of march the deadline will probably be um i haven't discussed this with with, with dan and Ash, but the, the, the deadline will probably be 5th of march i would have said which will give people time to get their selections in um give me time to set up the spreadsheet give us time to make sure that we've got everything um as robust as it needs to be in terms of collecting that money and making sure that everything's above board and transparent which is what we're going to be um again at the bottom of the graphic you can see that we've got that little um sort of logo for the, the gamble aware um we're not pushing this on anybody if you can't afford it please don't get yourselves in into a situation where you're you're chucking money at stuff that is, is is a little bit tight. This is purely for fun. It's um it, it's something that we want people to to sort of engage with and see if that's just another string to our our sort of bow. Stevie, it's it's brilliant. I think it's a great idea. So get yourselves involved. Keep an eye on the socials for the bank account details. Send it to Ash. Ash is our uh, our purse strings guy. He's the bursar. He's in charge. And again, you pay ten quid. You pick a, a team every week, and it is literally last man standing. I've got two more points of business for you this evening. Uh, just before we get talk about Bristol City coming up, Ash, I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about your thing because again, there's a lot going on, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting a bit preachy, this, isn't it? It is. Isn't uh, it? Yeah. I'm going to give you 30 seconds, Ash. Go on. It's, it's not really my thing. It's our thing. So uh, you may have seen on socials last few weeks, we've uh, teamed up with the um, Sheffield Wednesday Community Programme to uh, set up an egg drop. So Easter egg drop uh, this coming Saturday, Bristol City, outside the mega store from round about 12-ish. So anybody who's there early, come on, drop an egg off, and you'll be put into a, a draw to win a, a Sheffield Wednesday home or away shirt. So come on down, come and see the guys. Uh, there'll be a few of us there. Um, bring an egg, it doesn't matter. Uh, 50p, a pound, 50 quid egg, whatever you want. Um, if you can afford it, whatever. 
just bring it down. Um, we'll be there, and that's for Bristol City. It'll be the Plymouth home game and a Leeds game as well. So, thank you very much. So, there you go. Bring yourself an Easter egg to the football, and we'll look after it for you. And, uh, you know, <coughs> might be a visit from the Easter Bunny there, depending if she's got a terrible accent or not. All right, then. So, I'm, I'm coming. I'll be there, Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, don't stand for this, Holly. God, this is bad. In it, in it. Right, John, talk to me about Bristol City coming up. Uh, now, we owe them one, don't we? Yeah, we do, yeah. And it's one of those teams when I'm never quite sure what to make when you when there's a team that's not going to go up and not going to go down. How soon is it? Are they on the beach kind of thing, isn't it? And and they're always... I never know what to make of teams like that because you, you hope that they just don't give a toss because they're not going up or going down. Uh, but then also they could play quite freely, couldn't they? And you could end up thinking, oh, we're going to, these don't care and they could turn you over. But I do think, um, I do think we are going to take some confidence from that Millwall game. I do think mm-hmm. coming home, we're a different animal. And I do believe that with the extra um, bums on seats, with a crowd, be, should be a, a bigger crowd. I'm feeling, again, I'm feeling confident like I were Millwall. I'm, I'm starting to think that we might, you know, we might, might be turning a corner. Um, and hopefully that will continue with with the Bristol game. They've, they've got nothing to play for, and we, we're fighting for his lives. And I think we should uh, we should be confident, and I think we're going to win. So what are you saying? I'm saying two nil. Two nil. The Wendy. What about you, Stevie? Body's gone two nil. Stevie made a Trump noise. Two one. Two one. Stevie's gone two one. Ash, what about you, brother? Um, well, I'm going to say that it's a different team that played Bristol away, isn't it? And we we, we all remember the uh, Bannon incident, um, the red card, which we were well in the game, even as poor as we were playing. Um, I think um, I think it, like John says, it'll be a different animal at home. It's the uh, I think they announced the club announced that it's the cheap tickets as well for members. I think it's mm-hmm. twenty quid in the mm-hmm. cop. So yep. look, at, look at Chance here, eh? eh? It's, it's like his... he's learning. It's like he's learning. Still 20 quid, though, isn't it? Even... But yeah. you've got to be a member, I believe. So Brilliant. So pay a fiver to get a five quid discount. No, that... <laughs> I think it's 70 quid or 50 quid to be a member now. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. I know, I know, I know. Well, take with one. What do we get for that? Do we, give do with we one get... take with the other. I think, I, know, a, I... I think you get discount on tickets. I think you get birthday card or something like that. I don't know. I'd, I'd want a rusty trombone from Aussie Owl for paying that amount of money. Bloody hell, fight. that's a weird joke, isn't it? Christ almighty. Well, Listen, actually, I... Dan, actually, Dan, you say that. <laughs> What's that? Can Fletcher wear the Aussie Owl costume from now on till the loan ends? There you <laughs> so are. So you want a, a rusty, rusty trombone, trombone from Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've taken uh, an odd turn. What about what about prediction, Ash? Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-1 Wednesday. 2-1 Wednesday. Wednesday. So, uh, you know, every 2-1-2-1-2-0. I think it might be 2-0 as well. I think, I think you know, we're going to score a couple of goals. I think Ugbo's going to bag. Gassama's looking lively. Masaba looks great. Perveda's been an, the missing piece we needed. And as a result of Perveda holding the ball and playing the ball like he does, we've got a better Barry Bannon as well because he's now... When Barry Bannon doesn't trust the players around him, he tries to do too much. And we've discussed that a million times on this show. So... Um, What's that? What we got there from Karen Ash? 
it was it's five pound off for home ticket. That's if you're a member. No badges or anything these days. Don't even get a pin badge. I tell you what, you got with the bloody Beano badge. You even got a fluffy Nasher badge. You know what I mean? We had googly eyes and everything. We all had that. What's the uh, what's the uh, is there a question about last man standing? Did I did I yeah, see that? Can I, yeah. Go on. Can I just? Sorry. <laughs> right, my hands are off. <laughs> um, yeah, just just for clarity, uh, Robo Audible One Four uh, has asked. From the eighth of March, there's only ten fixtures left. Will the LMS roll into next season? Absolutely. Um, we are. We're hopeful that it will finish this season. We know that we, we're we're a little bit sort of close to the wire. Um, some of these things do go along, but. Please be assured that we are, as I, as I said, we're a transparent podcast. Nothing to hide. We're, we're accountable for everything that we do. Um, we will be here next season. Um, well, two of us will be here next season. That one there and that one there. Um, and if the rest of us get invited back, we'll be around. Um, so whatever happens, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep things going um, and we'll, we'll do the best we can. We're hoping. Imagine it being the last game of the season and you oh. pick Sheffield Wednesday. In the last <laughs> away at Sunderland. Away at Sunderland, yeah. and we away. win in the ninety-fifth minute with a Pavida overhead kick. I'm, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that. Martin Reeve's <laughs> gone with one nil Wednesday. Masaba scoring the goal, and to round things off, we're going to go with regular poster Slappy Gilmore. He's gone with I. Uh, I've heard Danny's appealing. Ashley Fletcher sending off and trying to extend his ban to fifteen games. <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining. Was- that sorry, that that was appalling. I've got we didn't mention it, but that what, was Ashley Fletcher. Oh my god! I, I actually what? didn't see it. Oh well, I, I, what, I, I, I didn't see the first well. one. I just saw him trudging off, and you know, you're that guy in the crowd going. I said, just said Timber. I sounded like that geezer from the uh, "You've got no authority here," Jackie Weaver going. She's kicked him out. You know how I'm going. He said Timber. He said Timber. What's he said? Timber? What was the first one for? Uh, it was a foul, and then he just kicked the ball away, which yellow card, and then another kick yellow the ball card. Away. Kicking ball yeah. away. You know that rule that they brought in for the first two weeks of the season? That you <laughs> kick the ball away, you got a yellow card, and they haven't done it for God knows how long. And then uh, they've done it twice. I think Ashley Fletcher got a yellow card, and then one of the Millwall players got one for kicking the ball away as well. Sweet um, Everything's aligning in our favour. That's it. Everything is aligning in our favour. <laughs> what, losing one of his strikers for a game? Losing that striker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. You absolute, you just, absolute uh, wrong ones. Just a couple of quick ones before we wrap it up as well. Um, John Dominic done more Austin. homework. John's done more homework. The rumour mill. The um, I read today that Dominic Iofa is, is close to a return. Uh, he's back in training. And, I genuinely uh, thought you were about to say he's close to retirement. I was like, he's only about No. no. <laughs> so... I think he's a player that will need in the running. I think he's a good player to have coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think it was possibly one of the star articles that that, that, that they've put up. And uh, Danny Roll saying that Barry Bannon will be back next season. So, does he know something we don't about next season? So, go check yeah, it out. Bannon's coming back. Yeah, he did plan to run him over in his car. He's decided against it because he played so well at Millwall, so he's coming back. Listen, thanks a lot thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Thank you, everybody, for the comments you've sent this evening. Don't forget to ring the bell and press the subscribe button. In the meantime, from myself, Stevie, Ash and John, see you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.
puts it in the air. Aiden Flynn wins the hour! It's still with Lee Gregory. He's in the box. Tries to screw him. Is it going to be there? Yes! Oh my word! The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.